Hey, this is Monty Colvin, and you're watching CMS TV. Yeah, guy. <laughs> Whatever your name is. And then uh, we heard uh, Sweet Leaf there with, uh, for, for Jim Bartek, who lives in the 70s. Of course he does. He lives in the 70s. Well, that's not a shock, is it? No, it's not a shock at all. It's just funny that uh, it's, it's always something that's like 50 years old. Of course. <laughs> that was the best music, man. It all ended in 1976, man. When they stopped making the pacer, that was the end of the good cars. God damn it. Music ended when David Coverdale joined Deep Purple, man. That was it. <laughs> it ruined it for all of us. It was over when Ian Gillen left. <laughs> it's never been the same. Right. It's been tainted ever since. That's right. <clears throat> Fucking Jim. <sighs> Too funny. Yeah, can't just like something just regardless if it's good or not. If it's not within this parameter, that's forget right. It. Forget it. If I didn't grow up with it, then it is shit. I'm not listening to it. That's right. Even if it's good, I'm not listening to it. That's right. <laughs> All right. If I didn't still have hair on my head when it was out, then it's garbage. Oh, I'm sorry. That only applies to Jim. <laughs> If it's pre-Jim Scullet, then it sucks. <laughs> Post. All right. Well, what do you have? Anything in particular? Um, I don't know. I literally jumped in here three seconds before you post. You said, okay, well, you time to go. Mentioned, you mentioned this earlier, and I'll just <coughs> kick this off. Uh, yeah. You know, that... Uh, if you follow any any news, remember the glory days of, um, you know, the Howard Stern show, mm -hmm. uh, a guy that uh, used to be a frequent character on the show. He yeah. was, uh, I guess you want to call him uh, Howard Stylist. Yeah. Yeah. He was his hairdresser. And well, rumored gay lover. That's what they said. That was always the rumor. Yeah. Well, that's what I said. It was just always said. But uh, Howard Stern. uh of his death of his friend, uh, Ralph Cirilla, uh, Howard Stern's uh, friend, longtime stylist and frequent contributor to the popular radio show has died. Stern confirmed on his show Wednesday, Ralph Cirilla has been with Stern and his radio show for decades. Stern said Cirilla's heart gave out Tuesday morning during a routine procedure. He said Cirilla was being treated for a rare lymphoma that was curable and treatable. He said he was angry that Cirilla waited too long to address the issue. I just have been so sad and so angry. He didn't take care of himself, Stern said. Stern said he has been friends with the 58-year-old for about 40 years, so he knew him when he was 18, huh? Yeah, he... um. See, I, I, I'll let you finish the story before we talk about this, because you know what I think happened. 
Yeah, of course. Uh, Stern said he and Ralph had uh, had a similar sense of humor. He loved me, Stern said. Ralph was a trustworthy dear friend who made me laugh every time I was with him. He said Cirilla frequently accompanied him on television appearances, including America's Got Talent and The Late Show with David Letterman. Stern credited Cirilla with his marriage to his current wife, Beth. He's the reason I met Beth, Stern said. He called Cirilla uh, urging... He recalled Sorella urging him to go to a party where he met the woman who would eventually become his second wife. Uh, Stern also said his wife said he and Sorella shared a secret language. Ooh. Uh, Ball-licking language. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, actor John Stamos, a frequent guest and personal friend of Stern, first posted about Sorella's death on Facebook and Instagram early on Wednesday. Stamos met Cirilla through Stern and uh, became close friends with them. At the painfully young age of 58, my dear friend Ralph Cirilla was suddenly taken from us, leaving us all in a state of profound shock, Stamos wrote. He was, without a doubt, one of a kind soul. Stern's wife, Beth, liked Stamos. Uh, she liked Stamos' Instagram post be her, before her husband's radio show began until then many fans wondered if stamos had been hacked and the death wasn't real ralph wasn't just a friend he was family stamos said cirilla was a frequent caller and guest on the stern show he would share stories of his exchanges with fellow stern show staffers and also weighed in on the pop culture topics including movies tvs and technology uh stern recalled cirilla's love of apple products and posting on social media there was a lot of good times on the show with Ralph Stern said, I'm taking it very hard. Stern said he spoke with Cirilla the night before he died. He was hopeful uh, Cirilla would survive his cancer treatment. Stern said longtime executive producer Gary Delabate called him after Tuesday morning show to tell him Cirilla had died. All right. Would you like to hear Howard talk about him? Sure. Why not? All right. I'll do that, and then we'll talk about what I what some thoughts I have on this because there's a few. All right, let's pull you up here, and then we'll go and present your screen. Howard remembers Ralph. All right, here we go. I don't even know where to begin with this horrible story and how sad I am, but uh, my dear, dear friend Ralph. Ralph, of course, who calls into the show all the time, and Ralph, who has been at my side for so many years, has died. And I tell you, um, it's going to be difficult for me to get through this obituary, if you will, but uh, I just have been so sad and so angry. I think this is the toughest part of loving someone when you lose them. And uh, Lord knows I loved Ralph. I've probably been friends with Ralph for maybe 40 years. We love to laugh together. Wherever we'd be, I'd be waiting backstage at Letterman, and I always loved to have Ralph around me because we would giggle. There were days we'd call each other on the phone and spend hours talking as George Takei. Uh, Ralph is the reason I always start the show with, hey now. Hey now, Ralph was in love with the Larry Sanders show. And every minute he was, hey now. It became so infectious that I started going, hey now, hey now. And every, every minute. Doesn't that sound like an awful boring friendship? <laughs> what I find weird is he can't, he doesn't talk about this off the cuff. Like 
he's just sharing his true thoughts. It's like he's reading this. He it's probably like, is reading well, it. Well, why would you read something? See, see, if something, if somebody close to me passed away and I was eulogizing them, mm-hmm. I wouldn't sit there and be reading it off a script. I would just telling you off the top of my head what my immediate thoughts and feelings yeah. are about that. Not, well... I met Ralph 40 years ago and we had the same sense of it's like, why wouldn't you talk about that in a very candid fashion rather than read yeah. it off a script? And especially this guy who's made his whole living off the cuff. Yeah, allegedly. That, that's bizarre. Yeah. I, I find that really bizarre. I knew Ralph from almost 40 years. We used to talk on the phone all the time and we would talk for hours. That's weird. It is weird. And, and honestly, that whole part is weird. He would say, he would call me and say, Hey now. And then I would call, I would say, Hey now back to him. And sometimes we would just do impressions of George Takei for hours. What? I've called you what? 10,000 times. Yeah. Have we ever just done impressions back and forth to each other? Uh, no. Kind of weird fucking relationship is that? Yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah, I, I mean, regardless of that, regardless of the the the, uh, the weirdness, the content of their friendship. Yeah, it's weird that he's reading this. Well, I agree. Don't know why he is, but he is. Okay, I, maybe he doesn't want to forget anything. Well, th- then you just kind of make cliff notes. You don't sit there and read it verbatim off a piece of paper. You just talk freely about it as if, you know, uh, you, you know, I met Ralph, you know, 15 years ago or 40 years ago. You know, he was working at a at a McDonald's or some shit. And yeah. I remember how we just kind of hit it off. And, you know, we were really good friends because, you know, we both had this immediate connection because we had the same interest in something and blah, blah, blah. You mm-hmm. there, but you don't sit there and read it off a script. Well, he that's is the weird. king of all media, including reading, apparently. Yeah, that's bizarre. Mm. All right, here's some more. Hey, now, hey, now, hey, now, hey, now. <laughs> First of all, when we were on WNBC, Ralph used to call into our show. He called in. Uh, his mother was listening, too. He was in high school. And this is his first call, 1985. We were on the air. Howard, can you play the new uh, Connie Francis Christmas song? You want to hear it again? Yeah, my mother didn't hear it. She loves Connie Francis. Well, is she listening now? Yeah. You want to talk to her? Yeah, sure. Hold on. What did my son say that I like Connie Francis? She's not a singer. She's not an entertainer. I thought she had I got s- rid of her. I thought she had something to say. Let me speak to your mother. I don't want to speak to you, you dopey kid. I'm not a dopey kid, man. Listen, yes, I was on David are. Letterman, too. By the way, he never told me he was on Letterman. When was he? Okay. <laughs> What's up? Look, I, this is the first time I've seen Robin in literally years. Yeah. What's up with that hair? Mm. So she she's a she's obviously at her home, right? I, I guess I'd they, imagine so. I, yeah. I guess they broadcast remotely now. Yeah, they don't do it in, in the like studio. Do. Isn't yeah, they, it funny that something that we started doing. In 2005, that's the norm now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing it. I think. I think what what I should do is get out my Eddie Trunk high horse and go. I invented that uh, remote. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm the one who started that. 
Yes. Yeah, they they definitely do not do. I think they've all moved too. Like yeah, they. I think they Howard's in Florida. Florida. Gary's in Florida. Why? Well, um, Howard, Howard still kind of goes back and forth between Long Island and Florida. Maybe I don't know. I know Ronnie the limo driver's in Vegas. Um, starting John still, but he's not on the show anymore. You, you, you know what's really weird is that these hardcore lefty liberal type people mm -hmm. who, oh, I love New York. New York is the center of it all. This is the place to be. It's it's the end all be all. But when the taxes get high and the, the cost of living gets high and stuff, they all run to a red state like Florida where they have no, uh, they have no income taxes. Of course. You know, it's just like, you know what? Why don't you go enjoy your, your faggy liberal state and stay out of the good states? Then don't bring your voting practices yeah. with you if you do come to a good state. Well, did you see that mayor of um, New York today saying that, um, uh, basically saying he went to Washington to try and get some help with the sanctuary city and they told him to fucking pound salt? As he they should. He told him, sorry, New York, but you're not getting any help. Yeah, fuck you. That's, that's that'll, kind of, that'll teach you to be a sanctuary city, you yeah. dick. Yeah. Well, think with your vote next time, New York people. Yeah, same here with Chicago. Yeah. Chicago, we're a sanctuary city, but we got rampant crime. We got people living on the streets. We got people fighting for housing. We got people who are actual uh, citizens here that are that are being put out of you know, being cheated out of their quote unquote, their stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm, of course. Got people like Sal hiding in their apartment because they're afraid to go out. People like Sal telling me not to bring my car downtown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you don't want to give it away to a sanctuary citizen. Yeah, give it away, give it away, give it away yeah, now. That's right. All right, here's more of uh, Howard eulogizing Ralph Sorella. Yeah, all right, go ahead. He's still reading. Again, this is just a bizarre thing. Who reads this? Him? Okay, go ahead. John Letterman. Before I even met him, they chose him from the audience to, like, ask Larry Bud Melman a question during a segment. What is your name, sir? Ralph Sorella. Where are you from, Ralph? Mendham, New Jersey. What do you do for a living? Uh, I work in... See, the whole bit is scripted. Of course it is. Because he's got all the, the clips ready to go. The whole bit is scripted. Right. <laughs> Unreal. Okay. In office. What kind of office? Where they do office work. Oh, one of those offices. Yeah. Uh, and uh, your question, sir? I'd like to know what the best investments for the 80s are. Oh, good question. Best investments for the 80s. You know, history could have been very different. If he had piled up to Letterman, Letterman would have looked like me. There you go. Letterman would have yeah, had man. the long hair. And <laughs> Letterman knew not to become friends. Shut up. Shut up, Robin. And shut up, Howard. <laughs> Does, who listens to this show anymore? There's still a rabid fan base for it. I don't know who it is. But, but, but still... you can only listen to it on Sirius XM, right? Yeah, and, and on like Tuesdays and Wednesdays or whatever days he works. He doesn't work like a full week. I think he only works three days a week. But I wonder, wonder what the uh, subscription uh, base is like for Sirius XM these days. I mean, why would you even have Sirius XM? Same reason people have always had it, because it comes with their car. Well, I understand, but do they they pay to keep it going? More than likely. Well, see, I got mine with my car today, but mm -hmm. when it expires, I'm certainly not going to renew it. But you're, you're, you're one of those guys that will actually call and cancel. 
most of these yahoos that are buying a fucking ford fiesta or whatever they're buying a kia soul that has this in it it's worked into their payment so they'll pay it for six years or whatever yeah that's ridiculous but you know that's true yeah well i know i know you're right you know so they'll have it for six years and therefore sirius will still have subs <sighs> and and just like we talked about was it last week that we talked about commercial radio or two weeks ago whatever They'll listen to it every stupid day, even if it's garbage like this. At least it's Howard Stern. Right. I'm used to it. I'll listen. I certainly wouldn't pay for this. No. Absolutely not. All right, here's more of the great Howard Stern. Friends with Ralph. I, I somehow <laughs> became friends with him. He was a tremendously talented guy. When I met Ralph, we had no budget. And I needed to look like Larry King or something like that. And Ralph would make these elaborate prosthetics and i said you are so talented and that was the beginning of our friendship I <laughs> he's reading this stinks it's it's weird yeah remember right. i'm sitting there on the channel nine show he goes you don't look that good on air like maybe you should grow your hair out a little bit or maybe your clothes are a little tight you don't wear short sleeves he started to critique my look and rather than get offended i said you know work with me and so he became, he, he started cutting my hair. He started uh, doing makeup for me. He was, do, he was a jack of all trades. He's the reason. All right, you know what? Aside from the reading, yeah. aside from the vibe and all this other crap that's going on here, none of this is stuff that anybody that's ever listened to Howard Stern does not already know. True. This is your friend. You just said at the start of this that you're so upset that you can't fucking function. And yet the only thing you can say about your friend is the same shit we know. <laughs> he said, hey, now he styled my hair. He dressed me for appearances. We know all that. Tell some stories. Yeah, something that uh, we don't know. That, tell, yeah. tell us about your personal friendship with him that... Uh didn't involve the radio show that will make you seem like a human and make your friendship seem like a human relationship this is just bullshit yeah he, he was just the guy that that helped me with my career and my look and my show but yeah. what did you do outside did you did you go did you invite him over to the house for holiday stuff did you yeah, anything did, did you go to strip go, clubs together what did, did you go on vacation together ever did you you know share some kind of activity outside of the radio yeah. show. and this is dull as fuck that is and i met beth he grabbed you and dragged you out of the house that night right you didn't want to go out he made me go to this dinner party and he was sitting next to beth he really had to convince me to come out i went there and i just had the best night of my life i met the person i love in this world the most beth. again been told 30 fucking times on the show i wonder wonder how allison feels about this it's all about Allison. Sure, she's fine, knowing that she's collecting Bitcoin from this dick. Right, because I thought uh, Allison was the love of your life. Well, until this one came along. Oh, okay. I know that Ralph was a true friend of mine because there was one time I was dating this guy, and Ralph knew the guy. And then when we broke up, Ralph called me that evening, and I picked up the phone and said, hey, Ralph. And he was, he just said, fuck that guy. And yes. then he, 
he was just like, you don't spend a second feeling bad about this. You know, and he was just that By the kind way. of guy. And see, that is actually a real story. Because uh, it didn't happen on the air. Yeah, that is a real story. And she didn't have to say who it was or anything like that. She told a real story about the guy. About how he, you know, how she had a friendship outside of the radio station with him. Yeah, it wasn't like, you know, Ralph would come into the studio and he'd give me my coffee and it was always hot and it was great. You know, it's like she told a real story as much as she's a fucking vapid idiot. (laughs) she, She told a real story. Right. All right, here we go. Didn't that make you feel great? Oh my God, I was that? laughing. Yeah. I was oh. immediately laughing because it was so amazing. What are you doing? Get away from here, Ralph. It was Jackie who was giving you a hard time. <laughs> Get out of here. Stop it. <laughs> the bottom line is Ralph was a trustworthy, dear friend who made me laugh every time I was with him. And the trust and the uh, admiration we had for each other was genuine. Let's just say uh, rest in peace, Ralphie boy. Yeah. I can't believe we're saying it, but uh, this guy, this guy was my man, and uh, he's like the brother I never had. And there you have it. So they shared the same hairstyle. Apparently so. <laughs> oh, Ralph knew how to do it. <laughs> I know, so he did it. And so they were like the Bobsy twins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I just still found it weird that he he had to read that. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and. The whole thing is actually 20 minutes. This is like the edited version that series put out. But I heard the 20-minute version, too, and it's no better. You know, one of the things that annoyed me about this thing, Ralph has been with Stern for 40 fucking years, right? Yeah. One of the things Stern said to him said on the air was that one of the problems was that he didn't have health insurance. Okay. Howard Stern makes a goddamn gazillion dollars. Yeah. And he doesn't take care of his own people? No. With health insurance? Nope. The that, fuck? That, that was one of the biggest beefs about, you know, uh, Stuttering John and, you know, some yeah, of the Scott other, the Engineer, too. Yeah. Uh, people who kind of came and went that, uh, you know, they basically didn't, uh, their contributions were not uh, compensated. No. Uh, you know, how they should have been. Mm-hmm. You know, so so that was always a a bit and Jackie, same way with Jackie yeah. Joke Man, same thing. That was always a beef that uh, the money and the the uh, uh, benefits were not there for their contributions. Mm-hmm. They they were expected to show up and and make make that show successful, but when it came to uh, you know getting it on the back end, they got nothing. They got nothing. But man, how how awful! Why would he bring that up on his show that he didn't provide health insurance for a guy that he worked with for forty fucking years yeah. that died young? Yeah, probably because he didn't have good health care. I mean, what the fuck? You know, I, I know you don't know a lot about him. I'm sure you're well aware of uh, Mark Levin. You know who? He yeah, is. I know who he is. Well, he he was having a problem with. Uh, having some heart issues okay some heart and this was before he became successful and you know made a lot of money in radio like he does now Mm -hmm. but but he was having problems and uh he couldn't afford to get the proper 
treatment for his heart related issues. Right. And Rush Limbaugh stepped up to the plate and said, you just, you go to the Mayo clinic and get this handled. He says, don't worry about the bill. I got it covered. Yeah. So whatever it cost, I don't know what it cost, but I'm sure it wasn't cheap. Rush, Rush Limbaugh stroked the check for it and paid for See, it. See, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But, but Stern, but again, Stern can't do. But again, Rush was making like thirty million a year. Well, so is Stern, and he can't take care of his guys. Well, that's what I'm saying is that you know Rush was making thirty million a year, and if he had to spend a uh, half a million on his friend's heart issue, for, yeah, you know medical bills, that that's like the drop in a bucket. Yeah, it's like me loaning loaning you twenty dollars or something. Yeah, you know it's it's nothing. It's 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 nothing. And for him to not provide health care for this dude when he was in the hospital for rare lymphoma. Yeah. Come on, man. That's pretty sh- fucking shallow. You know, what did he do when Ralph? And, and there's the story I'd like to hear. When Ralph called him and told him he had some fucking rare form of lymphoma. What's he do? Dude, I hope I hope they get it. Hope you come out of this okay. I mean, what does he do? Yeah, it's like uh, you guys. Uh, you know, I'm I, I'm not going to offer to offer yeah. checkles for your issues. Yeah, I was going to say clearly he didn't say, hey, whatever it costs, I'll help out here. Right. You know, you're well, my fucking you, best friend. Yeah, he's like, uh, I'm sure he didn't go. What do you need? What do you need from me? No, Let, let's get you the best specialist there is, or whatever the case may be. Sounds like you said, you know what? Thoughts and prayers, my friend. <laughs> Doesn't it sound like that? It does. That's exactly what it sounds like to me. That's just terrible. Now let's get into the other thing. Okay. Rare cancer, rare form of cancer at 58. Lymphoma. Lymphoma. Yeah. Gotta be super maxed, super vaxxed to be around Howard Stern these days. Of course. Do you think? Hard to say. 58 with a rare cancer that took him out? Yeah, or his heart just stopped. Yeah. Clearly not fat. Clearly not out of shape. Probably drank a bunch. Probably did some drugs, but I'm thinking died suddenly once again. Another. I'm well, glad I'm on the right side of history with that fucking <laughs> with that fucking shot. Well, you you know what my thoughts were from day one. Mm-hmm. From day one. Yep, mine too. I'm glad I did not take it. Even <laughs> when I was sick, I'm glad I did not take it. <laughs> my nephew chiming in with Howard said the same thing Seinfeld would say. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> and what's next, Howard or Robin or what, whoever? Yes. <laughs> I'm sure that's kind of how this went too. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't hear other than this, but you know, I, I heard the 19 minute version. It wasn't any better, but yeah. I didn't hear past it. You know, I'm sure he went, went forward and did, you know, uh, I don't know, Richard Christie licking someone's balls or something, you know, whatever they do now. I don't even know what they do now. I have no idea, but for us, that, that grew up on Stern, I, I guess this is a sad thing, I guess. Yes, I mean, I remember all the, you know, the shenanigans and hijinks of Ralph being involved with the show, you know. Yeah. You hated him, but you liked him being on. Yeah, and, you know, of course, Robin was always, you know, teasing Howard and mm-hmm. uh, Ralph, you know, the, your, girl, your gal pal Ralph. Yeah. Uh, that's your girlfriend, Ralph. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, they always did. But whatever. I mean, I guess it's I guess it's a sad thing if you're a Stern fan. But but but, but when were you, when was the last time you were actually a Stern fan? Nineteen ninety nine. No, a little later now. I I actually I'm, I'm gonna be honest. During the pandemic, yeah, I went back and l- almost all of the the episodes from the the first five or six years on on Sirius or, or on YouTube. Okay. And I listened to a bunch of it and watched it because a lot of it was on that Howard TV. Sure. And I watched and listened to a bunch of it, and a bunch of it was pretty funny. Oh, that's good. Some of it was crap, but when Artie was there, I will admit it was pretty fucking funny. Right. But then when, when Artie left, then I think that's when the show left. Same time Artie left because that show stinks now. I've tried a couple times and it just, it's not any good anymore. Did, did anyone ever replace Artie? Did they bring somebody else in? Because, you know, Artie obviously replaced Jackie the joke man. Not that I'm aware. I mean, I think they just fill with their, with their whack packy people with like Richard and Sal and, um, you know, they have, they have those kind of Richard and Sal have a lot of content. Right. And they've done some good. That Tradio stuff is fucking hilarious. Tradio is hysterical. Yeah. But um, I think that's what they filled it with. And then Howard started interviewing a whole lot more Hollywoods. Yeah, the the A-list celebrities. Yeah, he became that show. He became another Ellen. Right. He became uh, Merv Griffin. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it just changed and not in a good direction at all. It became, so it became Access Hollywood. <laughs> it really did. It and really access, did. Access Howard Wood. Mm-hmm. Just crap. But I, I haven't listened in, I haven't listened steadily in at least 10 years, if not yeah. more. I think, I think the last time that I actually tuned in purposely and listened was, well, I'm going to say, 2006 when i had my monte carlo super sport and it came with the uh sirius xm in the okay home. right so uh i think that's when i listened to it probably 2006 I, I you know i had the free subscription for a year right and i think i listened to it about then so it's been it's been 18 years <laughs> and it was probably was it any good when you listened or no I, no it was it was getting to the point to where it was just like, okay, I'm not, I'm not feeling this anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, part of it is we did outgrow it. Yeah. Well, but, but not only that, but, but you know, I was on the ONA wagon Yeah, and, and I was listening to that all the time. Mm-hmm. We I, got, we I, got more edgy. And then, uh, you know, then I'd tune in, you know, and flip over to Stern and see what's going on over there, which just didn't seem like too much. Yeah. And I was just like, eh. So I think that's about the last time that I actually explored that. Sure. Well, ONA was so edgy that going back to Stern, it was like listening to Mr. Rogers neighborhood after, (laughs) after, you know, porn talk or whatever. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons. I don't think it's only that Howard now sucks, although that is a part of it. But I, I think a lot of it too is just our tastes collectively the world's tastes changed a lot as well well but the thing is is he he uh he became everything he railed against well yeah you know Mm -hmm. he he used to talk about how vapid celebrities were and 
how you know meaningless and pointless their uh, drivel was, and yeah. this and that, and talked about people with money and you know all this ridiculous stuff, and then he became that. Yeah, he did. He definitely did, and it's pretty sad. Yeah. All right. Well, enough about Howard. What else you got? Well, let's see. Um, um, since we're talking about lunatic liberals, we'll stay on that topic for a minute. All right. Sort of musicy, but definitely liberalish. Guy that we both like, D. Snyder. Okay. D. Snyder. Oh, wrong clip. That's not the one I want. Let me yeah, put that's it. Ralph, that's the Ralph. That's the Ralph Snyder clip. Ralph, not Ralph Snyder. What's his I, name? I was making a joke. Oh, like right. I'm a little slow tonight, man. Ralph Snyder. Work with me. I'm a little slow. All right. <laughs> uh, D. Snyder won't be surprised if Twisted Sister reunites this election year to champion some important causes. Uh, important causes. To Shot who? it. To who? Like fighting Donald Trump. <laughs> Cause that's the only that's the only cause he seems to give a shit about. It's bizarre. I can't believe that guy. Another guy spent his whole career being "we're not going to take it, fight the people" guy, and now what is he doing? Now he's ah well, you know, you know. I mean, it's like what the fuck. Now, nearly a year after Twisted Sister's one-off on-stage reunion at Metal Hall of Fame in Agora Hills, Cali. D. Snyder has confirmed to the Metal Voice that the band will likely come back together in 2024 for special performances at direct or different political rallies that need Twisted Sister's support. What, what, what rallies need Twisted Sister's support and what is it that they're going to bring that's going to fire up the, the voting base? They're going to get everybody chanted, we're not going to take it. Yeah. We're not going to take a Trump thing. Yeah, again. we're not going to take lower taxes, and we're not going to take closed borders, and we're not going to take we're not going to take freedom of of speech, and we're not going to take no. uh, the Second Amendment gun rights seriously. We're not going to take all that. I'm going to champion communism. Yeah. <laughs> uh, D. Snyder said. Well, I won't be surprised if we're reuniting this election year to champion some important causes. We're all on the same page. Pretty much all of us are on the same page. And I could see us helping fight the good fight. Because this is a big picture election. And with things like women's rights to choose, that's a big picture thing. Yeah. That's going to hurt the other side. Is it? I said the other side because I'm not on that side, Mr. Trump. Okay. So what does uh, women's rights have to do with anything? That's a that's a uh, that's a Supreme Court issue that had nothing to do with a political issue. Yeah, well, it's a political issue. No, it's not. According it's a, to D, it is. It's a it's a an issue of of law and states' rights rather than a federal mandate or a federal law. You're missing the point, Neely. No, I'm not. It's they just, need D. Snyder and Twisted Sister to set the country straight. Do we? We do. And who's going to listen? It's D. Snyder. Everybody's going to listen, <laughs> of course. I, I'll challenge you by saying who's not going to listen. Right. 
when I'm looking for political information, where do I go? Right, right. to the Twisted Sister website. Isn't that where you go? Yeah, that's that's where I get all my political news. That's, that's what I thought. You can't roll back the clock, D explained. We're not going back in time. We're going forward. The fact that my granddaughter does not have the right to choose just blows my mind. And how's again, how is this a political issue? Because I don't know. The the Congress did not vote this out. The, this was this was ruled by the Supreme Court. Yeah. This had nothing to do with Congress changing the laws. Yeah, but if you get all Democrats in there, they can get rid of these Supreme Court justices <laughs> once they die or whatever. Right. In 30 years when they retire. <laughs> Stupid. <clears throat> so these are important, important issues. It'll be less about the politicians and more about the parties they represent and what they represent. Issues like gun control. By the way, I'm the weird, I'm gunned up man, but I am for intelligent gun control. I'm gunned up. I'm the moderate. Yeah, that, but the thing is, is when, <coughs> people make, when people make comments like that, yeah, they it's not the legal gun owners out there shooting the place up. No. It's the people who get the guns illegally that are shooting the place up and they're not going to follow any laws anyway. Mm -mm. I mean, if, if it's illegal to own a gun that isn't registered and you do it, you're not going to care about any other laws either. If let's take this to the extreme level. Okay. Tomorrow, some law comes down. Yes. Guns are officially illegal. All yes. of them. Right. Just like in Australia. Yeah. All of them. How long will it be before there are underground gun, gun makers springing up everywhere? Oh, of course it becomes a, it becomes a black market thing. Yeah. I guess they didn't learn from prohibition that it didn't That's stop anyone from drinking. Nope. Not, not in the least. Hmm. And what'll end up happening? It'll go underground. It'll get even more dangerous. It's like, why don't you enforce the laws that you have on the books already? Mm -hmm. Let's not let's not keep on with this. Oh, we need better gun control. Yeah. It's not the legal owners doing the fucking shooting the places up. Yeah. It's it's these hood rats and these gangs and these people who are getting guns from illegal sources that are shooting the places up. Just yeah. like those videos that you were showing last week about mm -hmm. all those outs at the gas station you think all those guys that were shooting the place up at the gas station they went to their local ffl and registered their of course gas. they did <laughs> they all seem like fine citizens i'm sure they did well and the other piece of this too is how about you fucking rein in the goddamn big pharma yeah how about, how about that it? yeah how about that how about stopping getting everybody all looped up on fucking meds that make their minds all fucking mush and then they go out and shoot people too. Stop it. How about some fucking consequence? You know, I, I mean, just enough with the gun control. Yeah, the gun control. It's it's not guys like me or you that anybody needs to worry about. No. It, it's the it's the hood rats and the you know the the gang members and the you know the drug dealers and all these mm -hmm. people who are who are picking up these guns from God knows where. Yeah. They're, again, they're not going to a legal gun store and 
registering and and uh, doing a background check to get their gun. They're not no. doing any of that. Buying it on the street. Yep. So how are you going to stop that, Mister Snyder? Well, with better intelligent gun control. <laughs> really? You're going to really going to stop that? Well, I guess if you make it harder to get the guns. Well, how 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 much more harder can it be? I got I got a new uh, AR coming in here any day now, and it's coming to my FFL down the street. And before I can get it, I have to do another background check. Every mm-hmm. time I pick up a new gun, I have to go through the whole background check. Yeah. Again. Even though I've done it, uh, you know, a dozen times or more, I still have to do it with every gun that I buy. I have yeah, of course. to do a background check with every new gun I buy. My my background check is not grandfathered in to go, oh, well, you just did one a few months ago. It's okay. You can have this now. You know, it's like, nope, you got to go through the whole thing again. Yeah. It's just fine with me. I have no problem doing that. Yeah. But, and, but that's not going to. That's not going to stop the, the, you know, the thugs and the hood rats down in Chicago from getting guns. No, not at all. It's not going to, that's, how's that going to, how's that going to prevent the people who shouldn't have guns from getting guns? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I dude. I mean, D's talking out his ass here. But anybody who talks gun control all the mm-hmm. time, you know how, you know, my, you know what the best uh, gun control is? Another two, gun? <laughs> two-handed. Yeah. You get bet, you better control with two hands. Mm-hmm. That's my gun control. Well, and, and the thing is, you know what the scariest part about this is? You know who got, you know who guys like D. Snyder think are the scary ones? You. Yeah, please. You are. Because you have enough guns to actually fight back. You've got, what, what do you got now, eight? Eight, nine? Something oh, like that? Yeah, like 13 or 14. Right, so 13 or 14 guns. 10,000 rounds of ammo, liberals find you to be scary. Really? I'm the scary one? You're the scary one. Because I'm at the gas station shooting up cars and stuff. That You're the one they're afraid of. <laughs> they're not afraid of the guys who just jump out of the car and just whip it out of their waistband and start firing, you know, at random like those videos. I still can't get over those videos that you were showing last Dude, night. it's 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 oh, endless. Shit. It is endless. I mean, these guys just get out of their car and start walking into the gas station, just whip out their gun and just start blasting. Well, yeah. You realize how much a bag of Lay's chips are these days? (laughs) It's not cheap. Yeah. Man, ridiculous. All right, D goes on and on. I'm not going to read all this shit, but he goes on and on with he's going to trot out his fucking old band for the election. Okay. Is D. Snyder swinging one goddamn vote? No. I mean, honestly, one vote. No. Not a one. Does he believe it, or is he just saying this shit to keep himself in the news? I'm sure it's to keep himself in the news, be relevant. Without without Twisted Sister, is D. Snyder relevant? No. Not really. I mean, he put out a couple horrible releases. No, they weren't horrible. They were good. Were they? Those two records? Yeah, they were good. I liked them both. You did? I, I really did. I really, I really, right. really did. All right. I thought they were good. They were heavy. Okay. I don't think the average Twisted Sister fan would like them, but they were. I thought they were great, personally. Right. 
Well, I like those offshoot bands after Twisted Sister. I liked Widowmaker yeah, Widow and Desperado. And I and Desperado. I like both of those. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, we've had D on the show and I've talked to him on numerous occasions. I've I've you know I love D. I've ch- chatted with him personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I've been out on the road on in several occasions where I've chatted with D face to face on just you know, he, he's always very kind, very sure. nice. Sure. But you never talked politics with him either. No, of course not. There there's no that's not the place and time for that. I'm sure if you said, Hey D, how many guns you got? I got fourteen, he'd be like, Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> Do you have one on you now? Red pilled fuck! Get away! Are you going to go shoot up a gas station or something? Are you here to shoot this show up? Yeah. It's not the the legal gun owners out there shooting the places up. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, It's That part is just easily forgotten, though. Yeah. They just leave that behind. You know, they they find a way to spin it to their narrative each and every time. Each and every shooting they spin. Well, I will tell you. Every single gun I have is registered. So every gun I have is registered. So that's just how it goes. So so if it were used in the uh, committing a, a felony or a murder or or something like that, it'll come right back to me. Mm-hmm. That scares me a little bit though, because where is it registered? With this fucking government. Well, that the, scares me more than anything. That's true. That's true. But. That's that's the gun laws you want, right? That yeah. common sense gun laws. Oh, not I, the ones I, I want. I'm a, I'm a law-abiding citizen. I own guns because it's my right to have them. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I follow the rules and yeah. register my firearms, and you know, and I handle them responsibly. I see a lot of these shootings that happen that would not happen nearly as badly if there was somebody with a gun in the police. Right. You know, some of these Walmarts or whatever. Are you talking about a good guy with a gun? Yeah. Yeah, that's a bunch of bullshit, man. A good guy with a gun. Yeah, okay. right. They're just as bad as the other guy shooting up the place. They are. <laughs> You're right, lefty. <laughs> it's okay if I call you lefty. <laughs> oh, how stupid. I know, but anyway, so... Be prepared for the big twisted sister reunion when yeah. when Biden calls, D Snyder will answer. Right, of course. That's ridiculous. I know. So stupid. Hey, I love you. I love the I love most of your music and stuff, but boy, you, you gotta stop with this nonsense. I know it's ridiculous. And why are you so hell bent on the woman's right to choose bullshit? Why, Didn't why you hear you- his da- his granddaughter? So so he basically wants his granddaughter to to uh get her badge reamed out. Yeah. When, if she's out there, you know, being irresponsible. Yeah, how about you teach your granddaughter not to take straight dicks? <laughs> how about that? Yeah, how about that? How about that? Teach your granddaughter that letting a guy fucking spooge inside her is not the answer. Right, of course. You know, it's not It's not just a oopsie. Yeah. Teach your not, kid it, that. It's not like she's going to get pregnant off of a toilet seat or some shit. Yeah, exactly. Unless, of course, he was sitting on the toilet seat and she just sat on top of him. 
just rubbed those pussy lips on it and it just slid up in there. <laughs> Whoops. Smooth up in ya. Yeah, swims <laughs> up in ya. Exactly. Yeah, why don't, why don't you teach your granddaughter some responsibility rather than, uh, you know, saying, well, hon, if you make a oopsie, yeah. you, you have the right to go get your badge cleaned out. Yeah. I'm going to sing under the blade in honor of women's rights to choose. Exactly. Stop it, D. Get that little demon seed uh, vacuumed right out of you. That's right. <laughs> it's just a, it's, you know, just take an hour and it's done. Yeah, whatever. And the thing is, I'm actually pro-abortion, to be honest. I am I, I, definitely pro-killing kids. Not, I don't see you out there marching on the street. Fuck no. Like, what do I care? I don't really give a flying fuck, but. Well, who, who should you be concerned about? You and you alone. Yeah, and that's all I do care about. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely not anti-abortion. I am. Why are you marching for the rights of other women? No. It's like, who cares? It's up to to each and every one of them to to exercise some personal responsibility. It's not up to you. I'm standing for your rights. That's right. Shut up. I know. It's like, come on, D. Shut up. What are you doing? Jag off. Well, anyway, be prepared. Maybe you can catch a catch a Biden rally, catch some twisted sister. Twisted sister. You gonna go? Gonna go up to the Biden rally for that? No. No. <laughs> no. Afraid <laughs> not. All right. You want to do one more? Or you want to go one to music? More. One more. Let's do All one right. more. Let's do something a little more fun. All right. Because that's that's depressing. Um. How about, oh, this is a good one. How about, did you see or hear the new Sebastian Bach song? Uh, I heard that he was on that, that dumb show, that mass singer, whatever the fuck that was. That fucking terrible show. Yeah, whatever. But no, I have not heard the new Sebastian Bach song. Was that, was that on the singer song? I don't know. I don't watch. I, I can't watch anything that stupid. I know. I just can't. I can't even watch it to know what it's about. It looks so goddamn dumb that I can't watch it. Okay. And you know me. I'll watch some dumb shit. That's too much. But I'm going to surprise you with this one. Sebastian came out with a new song and video, both that are excellent. Okay. I couldn't believe it. Well, um, he he's he's not terrible as a as a as a solo artist i mean he's had some pretty strong records he has you know but you know as a, on a personal level though he's a big douchebag goof yeah yeah he's a big fucking goofball but he um he was this is really surprising to me how good this is okay i was very very taken aback you know just he's not usually good anymore <laughs> But check it out. The name of the song is What Do I Got to Lose as New Sebastian Bach. Okay. So let's play a little comment along the way. <laughs> What's up, mother truckers? It's Sebastian Bach. Whatever happened to rock videos, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I 
just gonna stop here for this whoever that guy is that fucking impression is spot on and he's he's acting like him yeah he's doing which is just really funny that sebastian at least has a sense of humor but he's acting like a doof yeah he's acting like a douche and and walking like sebastian just a total douche and sebastian put it into video which is great throwing his arms up like that shit yeah what's up mother trucker i mean that's funny that is funny that's a randyism right that there. is but that's a sebastianism that's where randy got it oh trust so me. funny remember the whole sebastian face that oh i do holy shit it was, I, he, he 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 could he couldn't pay his rent because he had phone bills from talking to sebastian yeah he he uh he adopted sebastian's whole persona yeah, his look is is snapping his finger around your thumb and all man, that. Oh. That's like, oh my god, he's yelling "mother trucker" every two yeah. seconds. It's What's like, up, mother oh, trucker? God, yeah, no, it was and crazy. I, and I was at the Sebastian Box show, and I threw him the peace sign, and he threw it right back. And I was like, what the? <laughs> Randy, what? Randy's a trip. But... Oh boy. All right, let's check more of this out. This is the new song, What What Do I Got to Lose? Sebastian Bach. Check All it right. out. All right. has a very monkey business yeah it's fucking good yeah it has a monkey business vibe to it i like it business i like it but uh sebastian man he needs to take better care of himself he's heading toward the chris holmes look yeah he's old he's he's had it cold he's old he's like 57 58 yeah he's old okay we're old i know we're old but i still take care of myself yeah, but we're still old. Well, I understand that. But that's and that's you. You never drank and did drugs or anything. You never really? did all the good stuff. Hey, look at that jackal. This sucks. Of course it sucks. It's not fucking Ian Gillen. I wonder if that's Todd Kearns. It looks like him. I wonder if Todd's playing for Sebastian now. Yeah, I like it. It's it's uh and his and his uh, voice sounds good. He sounds fine. Yeah, he doesn't. He's, he doesn't sound like he's screaming that raspy. You know, Mm-mm. like his, his voice is blown out sound. You know, he's he sounds yeah. clear. He's still got it. Yeah, got a little extra, but he's got it. 
All right, here's a little more. I like it. Well, he put his wife in the video. Well, she's a smoking piece of ass. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, he was so possessive about her, but yet he's uh, whoring her out in a video. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's a good song. I, I, it's a very, very skid rowish, rounded, nah. you know, uh, kind of a, you know, what do you want to call a traditional skid row? Yeah, so, well, and it's got Rob. Rob Afuso is in this, too. He's playing drums. Is he? Yeah. How about that? So this is as legitimate a Skid Row as Skid Row. Yeah, this is like Steve Riley's L.A. Guns. It is. <laughs> I think this one might do better than the Skid Row. I don't know now with, with Gronwald there. If Sebastian was to call this Sebastian Box Skid Row, which one would do better? Boy, that's... You know, it always comes down to the singer. I think the singer one might win. Yeah. As much as that skid row is pretty decent with the with Eric Gromwald in it now, that Gang's All Here record's pretty goddamn good. It is. It's very, very traditional skid row. But I like this. If he did 10 songs like this, I'll be happy. Yeah. Production's good. Yeah, production's good. Video's fun. It's old school. I'm sure no TV station will jump it, and they'll just they'll jump on it, and they'll just call it immediately misogynistic and awful, yeah, which makes it good. It, yeah, because it's got scantily clad chicks yeah. in it. Because you can see a pussy outline in the thong. Yeah. I like it. I like the fact that the Rolling Stones got away with it with that angry song. I do. With the big yeah. boobies sticking out of the top of that, that leather corset. I like that, or, that I girl, do. too. I love that. Love that video. I, I still watch it at huh? least once a day. I, I, I watch it at least once a day. That's what gets my day going. It's like, look at that girl. Yeah, I know. She's, she's smoking hot. Hey, you want more of this? Yeah, go ahead. All right, here we go. Anyway. Yeah, here we go.
I like it. I do too. And the music video is fun. It's just kind of a goofy, you yeah. know, fun video. It's it's good. I like it. I'm I'm pleasantly pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So, hey, if you're a Skid Row fan or a Sebastian Bach fan and stuff, there's no reason why you shouldn't like that song. Yeah, pretty solid. Just as good as just of course, as good as the, holy trace. Just the, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up, dumbass. <laughs> it's just as good as anything, you know, Skid Row or Sebastian Bach. Yeah. Fits right in there. I like it. I do too. All right. Well, I say we uh, take a break. Uh, okay. So is there something you want to hear since we're in that, uh, you know, some hard melodic rock? Yeah. Well, we can stay with Sebastian. Go with um, Temptation from Give Him Hell. Okay. Let's see. You said Temptation? Yep. It's like track three or four on the Give Them Hell record. All right. Because if Jim didn't like that song, he's really not going to like this one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's see here. Oh, the Give Them Hell. Yep. And there it is. Number four. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to play a few tunes. If you want to get a request in, it's still it's still time to do that. Request at theclassicmetalshow.com, and uh, I'll be glad to play something for you. So, uh, well, here it is. It's uh, Sebastian Bach with Temptation exclusively here. On your Classic Metal Show. Do you have a friend or family member who is a fan of Chris Aiken? If so, give the gift of Aiken this Christmas with one of his many books. Chris has written two inspirational books. Call Me Chris deals with surviving a near-life-ending accident that Chris endured, while Little Victories goes in great detail on how to, and not always the right way to navigate the brutal pain of divorce. If it's heavy metal you enjoy, then Chris's cause and effect series of books are your loved one's thing. Three books that deal with Metallica's Black Album, Motley Crue's 1994 album, and Judas Priest's Turbo. These are fun reads about three very controversial albums. Finally, if your loved one likes it raw, dirty, and silly, then another things I should not say is the book. Full of not safe for work stories, and other things I should not say details the filthy, silly, and probably illegal activities of Chris during his military years. These books are a lot of fun, informational, heartfelt, and truly tell a lot of the story that is Chris Aiken. Order now from chrisaiken.net and get them in time for Christmas. (laughs) 